Welcome to Mondays with Matt, with Matt Starkey. Start each week fresh with sound financial advice. Grab your coffee and maybe a pen. It's time to kick off your week with Matt. Hey everybody, welcome into Mondays with Matt. Welcome into our October show. This is the first one in October. And uh, we are getting closer to the election. We are really, really close now, just a little over 30 days away. And that's going to be our topic this week. We are going to talk about presidencies and predictions, or predictions and presidencies, however you want to look at that. What's going on, my friend? How are you today? I am feeling really electable today. (laughs) That's my prediction. I'm going to be the next uh, president. There you go. (laughs) Mondays with Matt is going for uh, the big guns. There you go. Well, hey, listen, it's, you know, it's obviously a hot, major, massive topic. Uh, Every time you turn around, you know, we're, we're hearing things like, you know, this is the uh, the biggest election maybe of our lifetimes. And so, I mean, it's always something, you know, that they're, and I feel like that happens a lot, but let's talk about it and let's talk about how it really is going to focus or relate to what we do typically here on the show, which is a lot of times with finance. And that's kind of the big key takeaways that people, that some folks are definitely looking at is the differences between these two candidates and what it might mean from a tax and a retirement standpoint. So let's talk about that today. Sounds good, Mark. So the first thing I wanted to ask you was, is the, um, you know, one of the things is capital gains taxes. Trump said uh, numerous times that he wants to reduce capital gains taxes if he goes in for a second term. Uh, so do you think that tax cut could be helpful? And what do you think versus, I think, Joe's side, who's already stated he's going to raise, uh, especially uh, corporate taxes and things of that nature as well? Yes. Well, this is an interesting question. And um, a lot of people don't know very much about taxes. I find that the average layperson has some ideas, they hear some things on the news, and then they just kind of decide. <laughs> right. somewhere we know we pay them and we don't like it. That's about the gist of it, right? Yeah. So let me ask you this question, um, Mark. If sure. we took, took more of your paycheck every week and we gave it to the government to spend, do you think they'll do a better job spending your money than you will? No. And I always think about the old, I think back in the nineties or whatever, the late eighties and nineties, when you'd hear like about a $40,000 for a hammer and $20,000 for toilet seats that they would find when they would track government spending. I always think about those old (laughs) stories. So no, I I don't think so. I think uh, I can spend my own money better. Yeah. And, and I think the average American, if you get them outside of the political arena, you ask them that question straight up, who do you think will do a better job spending your paycheck, you or the government? Right. Most people are going to say they know what they need. They know how to spend their own money. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Um, a lower tax would be better, more beneficial. Well, President Trump, immediately when he got into office the very first go around, he lowered taxes. He came up, he had a tax plan that he implemented. And um, so there's two facets to a tax plan. Number one, if you lower taxes, often it brings more prosperity to the individual. That's at the end of the day, they take home more in their paycheck. They have more disposable income. They're going to go out and spend that income in the economy, which makes the economy better. Lower taxes, and this you saw this with Ronald Reagan, mm-hmm. when he we saw a decade of just unsurpassed prosperity after the Reagan tax cuts. They dropped those taxes to a lower rate than they had ever been before since the World War II. Mm-hmm. And that meant more money in the average American's take-home pay. So they go out and buy cars. They go out and improve their houses or buy new houses or buy 
you know, spend money on disposable things like computers and televisions and cars and, and things they don't necessarily need to survive, but they want. And so as we lower taxes and capital gains taxes, I, I remember before, prior to Trump's presidency, he was elected. And I think Obama said, what's he going to do? Wave a magic wand and bring all these jobs back? Well, and bring all the prosperity back. Well, he got in office and then we saw a huge surge. And Trump said flat out what he was doing. He said he was going to drop, lower the taxes and lower capital gains also. And he wanted some of that money overseas to come back to the United States. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. We saw corporations bring back billions. Um, I think Apple was like crazy, like $240 billion or something they had sitting uh, outside the U.S. And then whenever that happened, they were able to, you know, take a less, you know, less of a hit, bringing it back in. Pretty massive Yeah, if you can, I mean, just ask the average investor, you know, what's what's best tax-wise? You know, if you can pay lower taxes, will you bring your money back over? Yeah, absolutely. So this is a guy who is well-connected in the business market, and he understands business. And so one of the things that we wanted to do is I think that, his tax plan to answer your question, long way around <laughs> answering no, your question. Fine, yeah. I think that lower ta- capital gains tax would mean people realize those gains and they can reposition money. Um, I work with a lot of investors who have capital gains in their accounts, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If the tax is higher, they're going to touch that later or or let the let those investments continue to grow. And and uh, if, they, if they're going to have a big capital gain, it's definitely in the investor's favor, in the average American's favor to lower that so they can realize the gain, pay the tax on it. And then it becomes in the government's best interest too. Right, right. If taxes are lower and more people are selling highly appreciated assets, the government's going to get more revenue because people start to sell those and pay the tax. And so it works economically in a very good sense. If you raise taxes, it has the opposite effect. If I'm going to take home less pay, right? I'm going to I'm going to bring home less money. I have a lower standard of living. I can't go and buy all those goods and services that I would have normally bought if I had more money. So it keeps us in a poverty mindset. And and it also is a propellant to the government expanding bigger than it needs to be. Right. Well, and, and so, you know, if you're talking about just from the tax standpoint, and of course, you know, uh, Trump has stated that if, obviously if he stays in, he's probably going to keep his tax plan in attack. Whereas if right. uh, if Biden gets in, he's probably going to repeal that and, and as soon as he can and at least either go back to uh, his, you know, the administration he had with Obama's taxes or possibly even raise them. And he's already stated that. So that's certainly one yep. thing to think about. Now, from the stock market standpoint, let's talk that, about that because that becomes a big topic of conversation because it did seem to do well it did do very well uh, under you know under Trump so 16 17 18 was a little flat but you know 19 obviously was massive but here's an interesting stat and then I'll let you just talk about the stock market side from mm-hmm. 1952 through 2020 Wharton School of Finance, uh, their their numbers state that the annualized real stock market returns has been 10.6% under Democrats and 4.8% under Republicans. So slightly better if a Democrat has been in office, but not too massive, about 5%, you know, about slightly. But the real swing on that is this, and this is what I think is interesting. Under Bill Clinton, it had the S&P had a return percentage of 210% in the two terms he was in office. Versely, George Bush, who came right after him, obviously the lost decade, right, uh, yep. of 2001 to 2009, was down negative 40% over that same period. So they kind of 
they kind of counteract each other, but I think that's why the Dems have a slight lead uh, in terms of uh, the stock market return over the last 50 years is mostly, really, it's, it has two, that two-decade window, Clinton's administration and Bush's administration. Interesting. Yeah, yeah it de- definitely food for thought. Um, when I go back, I've, I did a workshop on this, too, called uh, Global Economic Armageddon, mm-hmm. and it, really, we compared presidencies and the number of years that presidents were in office um, and Republican versus Democrat. Yeah, right. the Democrats, the stock market had a significantly higher return percentage while Democrats were in office. Um, I think Democrats were in office more years, especially oh, in between 75 and, and you know, 85, let's say. But we had some significant growth after the World War, you know, after World War II yeah. um, in, in the market as well. So what leads to it all? I don't know that it's a specific figure, a Democrat or Republican. Um, presidents come and presidents go. And exactly. a lot of people have forgotten this fact that, hey, Obama was in for eight years as a Democrat. And just because Trump got in, you know, who was in before that? You know, we had the Bush factor. Bush was in there for eight years before that. Yep. Clinton before that, which was Clinton dim. before we that. Tend to, right? I mean, yeah. obviously we tend to do this. We either go eight years under somebody because we kind of can deal. I think <laughs> you and I were joking before the podcast that we're always saying that everyone always says it's picking the lesser of two evils. We right. go with one, and if we're kind of okay with them, we keep them for the full eight years, but then we switch to the other side for the next four or eight years, depending on how well they do the first go around. Then we switch to the other side again. So we're always hopping from one foot to the next. Right. And this is really an, an important election in some specific ways for American values. But at the same time, I know I know Trump isn't liked. His personality is not liked by a lot of people. He's rough around the edges, that's for sure. He, he, he's rough around the edges. But I think you know what to expect with him. He's going to tell you like he sees it, like it's in. Um, I'm not saying he's any candidate. Uh, if Biden or Trump was in there, they're going to they're going to tell you the truth. Okay. Right. Um, <laughs> they're going to tell I'm you. I'm not inviting either one to my house for, for dinner. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, but here's the thing. The presidency is going to, you know, happen. Presidents come and go. Yep. As you mentioned, stocks, real return, you know, as, as stocks, they're the greatest wealth creation tool known to man. And why? Because companies have to be profitable in order to attract investors. Mm-hmm. So companies are going to have to continue to grow as they're profitable they're going to, you know, whether that's a higher, lower tax plan is one thing, but companies are going to raise their prices to become more profitable if they yeah. have to, yeah. but they're going to be profitable because they're trying to attract the investor's dollar and it, when they attract the investor's dollar in those growth companies can pay dividends, um, they're going to have to maintain a certain level of profitability. So as long as you're investing in stocks in some form or fashion throughout your retirement, throughout your accumulation years, you should get market returns if we stay invested. If you continually shift, though, scientific data shows us that the average investor shifts their money every three to four years. Hmm. And so they end up changing their long-term rate of return because they start a new, uh, if they change their investment, they're starting kind of a new curve or a new measurement of what the, what's the return going to actually do now. Right. Um, so it, it's very important to have a plan, have a strategy, stick to the plan whether presidents come or go, continue to have the diversification in your portfolio. Some years are going to be great years and some years are going to suck tank water <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to really feel, you know, right. this this year was a huge swing. I mean, the market was down 30%. Now we're back up close to level and who knows what's going to happen this fall. I think we're going to have some, you know, we're getting that September data now and that's going to 
impact some things negatively just because this virus has closed down the country. Sure. So, yeah. Um, but but my my advice to you is quit trying to predict and stay with your strategy. Stay diversified. Continue to invest as if a long term investor or what I like to say is a lifelong investor. Right. And you'll get market returns. Well, and having that plan in place goes a long way. And in the interest of being fair to both sides here, uh, just uh, just kind of cap off this conversation. And, and you, know, you think about like with quarterbacks in, in football. You know, if a team, you know, if a team goes on a tear and they do a lot of winning, a lot of time the quarterback gets the credit, right? Even though yep. he may not have done much more, you could look at multiple analogies. You know, not to pick on them, but Trent Dilfer, not the greatest quarterback, but won a Super Bowl with the Baltimore Ravens because they had a great defense, right? He, yep. he had a career of not being a very good quarterback but he still you know he gets some credit you know so it's same thing with the president sometimes you know the market you know the housing bubble crash or the dot-com crash or whatever the case might be not necessarily caused by the acting or sitting president but they still kind of get tied to the statistics so just finishing off that conversation uh to be fair to both sides the top four S&P returns by presidential candidate is split right in the middle two dems two republicans so the top four all-time returns uh, there you go, right? So it's kind of you know it's either side, right? It all it's all a factor of the times. But to your point, the the one of the biggest ones was Eisenhower, and of course that was the rebuilding after World War II. So and then Clinton yeah. and the uh, and some could you can make the argument that Clinton's economy was stimulated by you know Reagan's trickle down. So you, yeah, you, you could have arguments all day long. I we I think they we've seen a lot of arguments, and uh, a lot of times they like to say, well, your success was based on our. Fire president. You, you can make any narrative <laughs> fit, right? You can make any narrative fit any argument you want to have. Exactly. Basically, they yeah. they sure do. So, but um, to wrap this up, I sure. got a question for you, Mark. Yeah. Um, I told you not to make predictions about your portfolio because <laughs> you know we just need to stay with the strategy. But let me ask you this: oh, uh, no. what's your what's your prediction for for this fall? Who's gonna Who's gonna be uh, elected the president of the United States for the next four years? You know, honestly, man, that is so tough. Like. I definitely said that Trump was going to win the last one. Uh, I just didn't feel that. I, I just felt like everybody just did not uh, feel good about Hillary at all. And I, I just felt like that was going to be the, the sleeper kind of thing sneaking up there. I am totally unsure this go around, to be honest with you. I would have said oh, you're, pri- you're taking the lower. The well, no, prior, prior to COVID, prior to COVID, <laughs> I would have said that Trump would have won easily because people tend to vote their wallet. And yep. prior to COVID, everybody's wallets were feeling pretty good. <laughs> so yeah. yes, uh, they were. COVID to me, and unfortunately is a, I mean, none of us have lived through a pandemic, right? Whether you are, a, whether you're in the corner of thinking this thing is, is as scary as they say it is, or you're in the side that thinks that this thing is as overblown as other folks think it is. It's still, we haven't lived in through that in our lifetime. So I think it definitely does make it a huge game changer. I'm going to just, uh, a lot of my clients probably have a good idea for where I stand on things. And you know what? It's okay. It's it's okay to get political here and there. I think we're if you are an adult, and you, you can, can have an intelligent your, conversation. Your adultness, yeah. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> then, then we should be able to have a, a realistic conversation to the who and the why. Exactly. But, um, well, I tell but, you what, twenty twenty has changed so many things. I think it's a complete up in the air grab bag. To be you know, I, I just yep. I, who knows? We're not going to know until the night of. And unfortunately, I don't even think we're going to know then because I don't think no matter what happens, both sides are going to claim some yeah. sort of uh, yeah. some sort it's of a mail, it's mail fraud or it's election something. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's some so. kind of challenge that hey we did those the people really couldn't didn't want you and right we may have you know. a couple of weeks worth of uh of chaos and undecidedness so i think yeah, i really am, not i'm really scared about how people will react one way or the other i mean i think oh, yeah. 
if they if Trump gets elected again, reelected, um, oh, there's going to be a lot of you're going to see a lot of you're going to see a lot of demonstrators, and that's the mm-hmm. scary factor. It's yeah. like people need to we we do to that tune. I I fully believe in law and order, and this these riots have to stop. I mean, peaceful protesting is one thing; rioting is way different. And um, I think when anybody's life is put in danger and their house is subject to a fire and vandalism, I think you're going to see the hearts of a lot of people turn towards help me, protect me. And Possibly, um, yeah. I think that's sure. that's where this this whole thing may may come ahead for him. So, Well, 2020 is certainly not done with us yet. We've got all the fires in California, uh, you know, continuing to go on. We've had, you know, dueling hurricanes this year, two hurricanes at the same time. We sure and have. It has yep. been, it has been, I think the Mayans were off by about uh, eight years. They, they were saying 2012 was the <laughs> According to the Mayan calendar, I think they were off. The end? Yeah. yeah <laughs> I don't well, think it's waiting. the end, but I just think they were off, and 2020 was the <laughs> one that they had uh, pr- the prediction on. So there you go. We'll end yep. with the Mayan predictions. There you go. Well, have he, yep, keep keep your faith. If you if you don't have one, get one, because uh, you, you're going to need to need to have faith in other than somebody who's called Mr. President. There you go. <laughs> so. Well, hopefully we didn't aggravate anybody too much. Just have a little fun here with the conversation because it's a huge conversation and you, you know, you can't put your head in the sand and not have a chat about it because it is going to be happening here pretty soon. And who knows what it's going to hold for the state of our country. So as Matt made a great point of whatever side you find yourself on, if you having a conversation with somebody from the other side, have it, you know, as an adult, have it peacefully, have it calm. It's okay to dislike and, and disagree with somebody, but it's not okay to take it to that next level. So there you go. That's our uh, positive message for this week here on Mondays with Matt. Matt, my friend, take care of yourself. I hope you have a great week and we will talk here in just a couple more weeks. Sounds good, Mark. Thank you. And thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time here on Mondays with Matt. Don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple, Google, or Spotify. And we'll catch you next time right here on Mondays with Matt. Bye-bye. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.